Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, fans? What is up? It is Anthony Armstrong on Believe in Commanders and with my guy Brian Murphy all the way down there in the ATL. What is uh what's going on, Brian? How you doing? Not too much. I know we took a couple of days just kind of basking in this big win over Aaron Rodgers. So been living high off of that. And Commanders are riding a nice little two-game win streak. So I'm feeling pretty good. Plus, the weather is getting to be fully fall. So I'm all about it. It is definitely fully fall. The The temperature has fallen. Yes. Um, at least here over the past. It's not raining now, but it was raining for a while. So there was rain falling. Uh, but tell me this, what's going on with bet online? What's going on with them with those odds? Well, yeah, we know that the football season is about halfway through now or getting there. At least it's crazy. And basketball is back. So that's what fall means with October, November rolling around. Uh, so head over to bet online or major number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long we were just talking about uh before we started recording about how the latest odds we missed out on those because we did it early and it kind of cost us a pick so we'll talk about that later um but always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events whether it's the nfl the nba nhl mma the world series coming up tennis boxing or even golf Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I love it. I love it. The AAA parlay hit. That's what I'm talking about. Over there. Um, I forget what three they were, but it was, it was Seattle, Kansas City, and... Um, I think Vegas. So oh, no, the, the Jets. I think it was the Jets. I think yeah, it was the, the Jets. The afternoon game. So it's like the quadruple A, triple yeah. A afternoon parlay. Yeah, but I only you know I only do those three. I I just always feel like whenever you combine those twelve o'clock games, anything can happen. Right. There is no telling. I mean, hell, Carolina got after <laughs> Tom uh, wild, Brady, and wild. I was like. I was like, is my screen messed up? It was like, yeah. It's 14-0. I said, like, you about to get off the sticks. And then uh, and the game I was talking about, uh, Miami closed, or I guess the game started with them as a seven-point favorite, um, or that's where we took it at or something there, and, and they only yeah. won by six, and we lost it. So yeah, I so checked those yeah. current up-to-date odds and can bet during the game, so always check out betonline.ag. But the game that mattered the most, the commanders get the job done at FedEx Field against the pack they get the w and uh they're riding high with a two-game win streak what are your initial thoughts after taking down the cheese heads and we saw i think it was percy butler stealing a cheese head from a fan he didn't steal it but he, he borrowed a cheese head from a fan they were celebrating with it you know <laughs> the cheese heads are are getting uh, the 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 headpiece is getting is getting disrespected over the past <laughs> few weeks it's been in a lot of visiting locker rooms lately it's getting to be like the horns down. Like it's yeah. becoming a thing that is an ultimate slap in the face. And yeah, hey, you got to start winning games if you want to be uh, taken seriously, I guess. That is true. Folks are basically saying they're not lactose intolerant. They're not afraid <laughs> of a little extra cheddar. Um, but that, it was a great team win. I mean, it was glad, glad to see those guys 
add on to what happened uh, up in Chicago. I mean, people, you know, were bashing them, saying, hey, it was an ugly win. It was just Chicago. Meanwhile, Chicago goes into New England and puts a beating on Bailey right. Zappi and Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and whoever else they want to throw back out there. Uh, these guys, you know, Washington came in and played a good game. They did what they had to do. They ran the ball. They were physical, and they rallied behind Taylor Heineke. That's the part that I love the most is that nobody uh, – people had more fire about him. I mean, even just watching a little bit of the highlights that I got to see, hearing it on the radio, you could tell there was some energy behind this team, and they went out there and they got the results. Yeah, it sounded like uh, watching it on TV that uh, there were definitely some pack fans there. We know that that you know FedEx is susceptible to to away fans taking over, but when there were key situations, it sounded like it got pretty loud for the for the home team, and that was exciting to hear. I think there was a little bit of energy. I think they knew that this was an important game. A winnable game like we said that it could be and, and you're right they rallied around each other they rallied around taylor heineke i think taylor heineke was what you expected we saw some really good we saw some really exciting we saw some really bad and it was all wrapped into one and at the end of the day he came out with a w and if he can do that more often than not you'll be okay for the rest of the season well you talk about the rest of the season i mean with carson what's going on ir i want to ask you this mm-hmm. what I mean, minimum four weeks what what does what does the team look like over these next four? Obviously, this was one, so three remaining games. What do you think they can look like? What do you think they're going to do? Well, so I got um, maybe a little too excited to see that they wouldn't have to face Matt Ryan. You know, I know Matt Ryan has struggled this year, but you know, you don't know what Sam Ellinger is. I think you can get after uh, a young quarterback. So I was like, okay, you're feeling pretty good. There's a chance you could go to 500. And then you got a, a, a daunting stretch of, of or back-to-back of Vikings and Eagles, and that'll be tough. And then you finish with the Texans. So if you can get two of those four games, you got to feel okay about it. It's hanging around right there near 500. Um, you see where you're at. Do you bring Carson Wentz back? Do you keep rolling with Taylor Heineke that that'll become the question and then it comes into the whole thing of 70% of snaps played do you want to do you want to do that and then cost yourself a, a second round pick as opposed to a third round pick there's so many there's so many things that go into this but I'm I'm the, the easy answer for me is do whatever gives you the best chance to win because right now this team is believe it or not in the playoff hunt and so keep yourself in the playoff hunt hang around there and you never know what can happen. Yeah, I think two and two is probably the ideal. Uh, it's, it's probably the most realistic to, to look at, just to say, okay, you know, Philly is Philly. They're a good team. Honestly, I don't see many people beating them unless they beat themselves. And then Minnesota, that was that one game where you know there's going to be some energy in the building. That, that FedEx is going to have going to be blacked yeah. out. All black units. Kirk Cousins is coming back. Uh, so maybe you have that extra energy, and I think that that's the other game that I, that Washington can get. Um, and I mean, if if anybody is going to slay uh, the dragon and ruin the homecoming of Mister, you like that? It would be Taylor Heineke. That's right. I mean, if anybody else is going to do it, it would be Taylor Heineke. So two and two is the bare minimum over these next four games. Um, three and one, I think, is like lovely. If if, yeah, if Washington can go three and one. That's a that's a that's a happy. I'm happy with that outcome. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, looking at the standings, I know you're only seven games into a 17 game schedule, so you're not actually even 
halfway yet, but you have as many wins as the seven seed, right? The Rams by default have the seven seed because they had a bye week. So they've only played six games. They're three and three. Then you look at the teams ahead of you, the Falcons, who you play later on. The Packers are technically the the nine seed. So so the commanders are the eleven seed. Falcons are ten seed. You play later on the season. Packers, you beat them. 49ers, I think they might have. So, I mean, it's all right in front of you. You got the chance to go get it. And I think Ron Rivera is going to have to take a long look at things. If Taylor Heineke is really starting to get this offense clicking, then you got to roll with him uh, regardless of whether or not Carson Wentz is back healthy. But if it starts to stall a little bit, you kind of have a good situation. And Carson Wentz is back healthy. You might have be able to put him in there to give yourself a boost. Yeah, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to, I always believe that winning is going to be more beneficial to your organization than trying to, you know, you know, force losses and try to improve draft position. I mean, unless, you know, Superman is on that draft board and you know, you're going to be able to get him, you don't even play those games. Cause I, I right. do think it's infectious whenever you win games and there's an energy behind it. Like people can build behind that, but whenever you know that a team is, I guess you wouldn't know, but if you're losing, nobody's excited about that. You sure no. as hell aren't going to draw in a free agent and be like, hey, yeah, I know we sucked last year. We just picked first, but we signed with us. They're going to be like, no, nah, we're good. But if you're a team on the upper upswing, maybe you do get a key free agent. Maybe you get somebody to come play in, in the linebacker position and help solidify the team. So I say you do what you got to do to continue winning, just like you said. And if it's Taylor Heineke, keep rolling with the momentum. Don't no. Don't worry about switching. So speaking of Taylor Heineke, what did you think that he did well or what did you see from the offense? Because it felt like they finally, it, you know, they didn't put up a whole lot of points. I mean, 23 is not a whole lot. And, you know, it felt like they left some points on the board as they got closer to the end zone. But what did you think uh, from the offense as a whole and, and maybe what did Heineke bring that, that we haven't seen so far this year? You know, I, I was uh, in a little conversation on Twitter um, or someone, someone was they were commenting on the way that Scott Turner called the game. They said, if they call it like this, I mean, you know, this would be great. And, and they're talking along the lines of having to do with the arm strength of the quarterback, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, and, you know, Scott Turner wants to throw it. Look, I think that it comes down to who you're most comfortable with. If if you have – let's it's going to be a weird compare. Okay, let's, let's use it like a, like a comfy – let's use it like a comfy chair because I'm going to stay out of trouble. All right, you have your old comfy recliner and you know how that thing sits and you can sit in there and you know all the moves. But when you get a new one, you don't know everything about it yet. You usually take it a little bit slower. So it, it, I'm thinking that Carson Wentz was out there and, and it's not that he doesn't understand the playbook, but maybe you have to get him started in a certain way. Teams know how to play against Carson Wentz, too. They were taking away deep passes against him. Now that Taylor Heineke's in the game, it gives you a different, you know, a little bit of different balance. It gives you a different way to attack the team. And I think that it's a difference in quarterback allows Scott Turner to, you know, open up the playbook a little bit and having Brian Robinson in there and have it be his third game now. Um, you really get to see him, you know, be involved in the running game and it helps set the identity, especially following what the Jets did uh, last week against them. Yeah, I think that I think you're absolutely right. I think we talked about the fact that he um Outside of Scott Turner, whose offense it is, Taylor Heineke probably knows that offense better than anybody on that team. So it made a lot of sense to have him out there, and it was nice to see him uh, have some successful plays. The throw he made to Gibson in the end zone, the deep shot to Terry McLaurin. Like, we, we saw some really good throws. We saw the bad, too. Don't get me wrong. 
But I think the biggest thing was the mobility. I think Carson Wentz, whether he's been more banged up than he's let on all season long, and he's just never really been that mobile of a guy. I mean, he's been able to move a little bit, um, but it seems like he's kind of hesitated ever since he had that first knee injury way back when. But that mobility was so key, and I think it was so important for the offense, and it kind of allowed um, – uh, Taylor to, to to make some plays that, that we haven't seen all season long. And so I think that that's going to be exciting to see. Hopefully he doesn't take off and run earlier than he should uh, on, on occasion. But I think that, that mobility and that that flexibility was was really cool to see. And then, yeah, the running game was was the best it's been. You know, I don't know if that's true yards wise, but both guys got involved. Um, I think I think I, w- I want to say Brian Robinson had more touches, but you know Antonio Gibson made the most of his touches, including a touchdown. So they they seem to spread the ball around pretty effectively. Curtis Samuel had uh, a couple of big catches and big moments. So uh, yeah, I just love the 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 way that they spread that ball around. It reminded me of the first game against Jacksonville, and that's what Carson once did. And I think that's when this offense is the best. You're not leaning on one guy, but you're spreading it around a little bit. And um, Heineke and, and Scott Turner did a good job of that. Yeah, they did a really good job. Um, I do. Th- I do think this is a good recipe moving forward. This is this is this is more of like what you would have expected to have seen from the offense. Yeah. Um, you know. And and we keep forgetting, and again, not going to make it an excuse, but Jahan Dotson hasn't been out there. Uh, Logan Thomas hasn't been out there. You've been playing um, musical chairs with your offensive linemen. So if these guys can get healthy, especially those two uh, re- receiving playmakers. You might have some more weapons. You might have a chance to to really start to spread it around and finally maybe get to see what Scott Turner fully has in his bag. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. There's a lot of season left uh, and, and a lot more adjustments to make as we move forward. What, what do you make of the defense? Obviously, no sacks. I think Aaron Rodgers' game plan, whether it's his hand or whether it's the you know they were having issues with their offensive line but the defense it seemed like they were they were going to rush for all game long and be okay with it. it seems like they put enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers it just seemed like they did a solid job no turnovers no sacks but they just did a solid job when they needed to uh, in that one is a masterful performance that that performance is film study that performance is everybody understanding uh what you see on tape and like i could imagine the linebackers and the de- the whole entire defense watching the same 10 plays and everybody having to recite like what's coming up mm-hmm. because green bay green bay they run what they run i mean they run what they run like they, you know they're going to do the quick you know the bunch and they're going to do throw it to the flat real quick to try to get a yard and Kendall Fuller jumped that blew it up yep and and left and left Sammy Watkins to run to run the go yeah. Because he basically knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to throw that, you know. So that's film study. That right there is communication. That's the type of performance that you want to see. Don't don't get upset that you don't have the sacks and all that stuff. You got a W, and you yeah. and you beat one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, and you did it with, with a with great performance across the board. I mean, Cole Holcomb five tackles, uh, four assists. I mean, there was a lot of guys getting active. Yeah, that was that was a great performance in my eyes. Yeah, and if it wasn't for an incredible makeshift throw for the second um, Aaron Jones touchdown, you could, you would have been talking about this defense only giving up one touchdown, and that was early in the game. So, yeah, I'm with you. They played a great job. Um, 
this isn't a Packers podcast, but you can tell that they're missing Devontae Adams. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that you could tell this defense was not afraid of Sammy Watkins. They, they had a healthy respect for Alan Lazard. But, you know, when they – I'm sure they were licking their chops when they knew Randall Cobb and Christian Watson were down because they kind of knew that it was going to be an Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard game. And those guys got theirs. You know, Alan Lazard had a, had a couple nice catches. He was a little banged up. But, yeah, I'm with you. The defense knew what was coming. And, and I'm sure they have in the past, but at least this week they knew what was coming and they were able to do something about it. And so that was yeah. really impressive to see. I felt like it was kind of the first time they made a couple of adjustments. You know, the Packers were running that toss that was working. And then, uh, you know, I'd be interested to see, you know, how little yards on the ground that they got because, you know, obviously Aaron Jones did most of his damage through the air. So just, uh, yeah, solid performance. It's not all about takeaways all the time. We know this team has struggled with that, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. He's, he's all about the quick passes and they made the plays when it mattered the most. I mean, they, the Washington held green Bay to 38 yards rushing and, and 232 yards total. Uh, so yeah. I mean that that's a great performance. Forced a forced a fumble, and, and there were there were opportunities uh, out there that Green Bay Green Bay did make some plays, and there were penalties that negated that. So you yeah. know, hey, you, sometimes you dodge it, and then all you can do is just look up and say thank you, I appreciate that. Um, so all of you, all of a sudden things are incomplete, and you know everything's going wrong for you. But uh, hey, you, you take them how you get them. And if you die, if you have to, you know, have dodge a, you know, interception because of a penalty that happened, that's just the way the, the uh, cookie crumbles. That's the way the ball bounces. So yeah, and and, and it bounces. I mean, it, it all evens out in the end. It happens to every team that it goes one way and not the other. So this the, for this week, at least on those calls, it it went the commander's way. But you got to take advantage of it, and you know, you got to take advantage of 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 getting a second chance. Um, one place where I felt like the commanders struggled, and I mentioned it earlier, was in the red zone. Do you, did you see anything that might be causing that? Is that uh, a lack of uh, a full repertoire or, or full um, arsenal of weapons or uh, anything there that you saw? I mean, it's it's kind of frustrating to settle for what they have th- three field goals. So, um, you know, I feel like there, there's there are a couple things that they can work on. Obviously, it wasn't perfect, but um, I, I think they got to be able to punch the ball into the end zone a little bit more. You definitely want to get into the end zone uh, end zone over kicking field goals when you get in the red zone, that's the key. Uh, but the red zone is a tricky area. Um, you, you really only get to work it at one, one day, like one period on one day uh, throughout the week. And then now they, those, all those reps would be, would have been going to Carson. True. So, you know, and out of, out of all of them, maybe two go, go to Taylor, you know, during, during a normal week, I'm going to chalk it up to just saying, hey, this is a, your first game with the new guy. And that, that would probably explain some of the throws that were behind, you know, where, you know, he, Taylor probably has to anticipate more and throw it in a better look in a different location uh, to, to throw some passes. But they'll get the red zone, uh, the red zone woes fixed, figured out as they work together more. Uh, yeah. I would expect it to improve this week and, and, and moving forward. But, you know, you only get so so much time to work it. You got a whole new guy that's seeing different things, and those those windows close tightly, uh, and you got to have some arm strength to, to throw that ball in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I think I do think that missing uh, Logan Thomas and Jahan Dotson are a big part of that. We know, you know, I can think of a couple of of uh, red zone plays that Lo- Logan Thomas has made over the years, and then Jahan Dotson, two of his maybe. 
two or two or three of his touchdowns came in in the red zone. Yeah, um, at least so, two. Yeah, so at least he, two. He's a big part what the, and what they want to do down there. I think they missed him in that Tennessee game. It just seems like the red zone might be that final um, spot where, where the offense will need to get going. Obviously, they can do a little bit more. I'm not saying that they're perfect, but it seems like, yeah, if you if you were able to punch a couple of those, those uh, field goals in for touchdowns, you kind of put Aaron Rodgers out of this game a little bit earlier than you did. Absolutely. I mean, you think about it. You, you add – you go 14, four, let's just say 14-0 versus 6-0. Yep. If if I'm on the 6-0 side, I'm the coach and I'm sitting here saying, hey, we've been getting our ass whooped this whole game and we're only down six. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Versus we've been getting our ass whooped and we're down 14. Y'all better come on because the next dude's going to get on the stick here in a second and we're going to have to go home. Like – Two different mentalities. Right. Down by six, hey, we got a chance. Down by 14, like, hey, man, come on. We got to do something. Let's do it. Yeah. And I would love to see that this team do something like that. You know, we'll, we'll talk more about the Colts coming up. But against a quarterback who, um, I don't know, I, I don't know off the top of my head if this is Sam Ellinger's first start. But against a quarterback that is, at the very least, very inexperienced. They need to get out there. They need to cash in some of these early opportunities, and they need to, you know, put him behind, put 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 them down early, and and hopefully, you know, build some more momentum, get a third win in a row. I just think that it, they can just be a little bit more crisp, uh, despite uh, the two wins. I think that, that that's the one thing they got to work on. Yeah. Uh, so Sam Ellinger did get to start. Like okay, he, he started last year, and he's played in the league um, out of the University of Texas, the so Hook'em Horns. That's right. He, he is he he likes to use his legs. Um, and I was just thinking about this. There's a lot of number fours at quarterback that are lining up uh, in the league this year, which is kind of crazy. And they're all like, most of them are backups that are coming in, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. So with with Ellinger, you're gonna get a guy that can run the ball. He's tough. He's gonna put his head down and try to get some yards with his feet. Um. And I'm not sure. I'm gonna try and see if, if Jonathan Taylor what his health is like. But you would have to assume that the majority of the load would have to be on the running game. Yeah. Uh, and and to try to get that defense to show up and make some plays and make it difficult on in on uh, Washington. So. Uh, it's not a slouch, not a slouch at all, but you, you got to think that Matt Ryan wasn't going to run. Mm-hmm. And now, you, now you're going to have to deal with a quarterback that will be willing to, to tuck the ball and run a little bit. Well, yeah, Washington played down here in Atlanta last year, and I think they got after Matt Ryan a couple of times. Yeah, he's not much of a threat to to get outside the pocket and do a whole lot. So that is a good point. It kind of honestly, when you were describing the Colts, it kind of sounds like you're talking a little bit like the Commanders. I mean, a, a young quarterback that's a little more athletic than your more your your average quarterback. Um, uh, potential two-headed monster at, at running back in Taylor and Hines and then Robinson and Gibson in, in D.C. So it'll be an interesting matchup. I think both teams feel like they could still win this game despite um, you know everything that's gone on for their team. So it'll be interesting to break that down a little bit more. Um, but any overarching, any remaining thoughts from the, the Packers win that you can see as maybe being um, something that this team leans back on or or is there anything that that encouraged you um, 
uh, other than what we've talked about. And while, while you're thinking about it, I want to I want to throw mine out there real quick. I Go thought Jamin I thought Jamin Davis made some really solid plays. I feel like he didn't overrun things. I feel like when he was in a spot to tackle, he made some plays. Um, I felt like him and Holcomb really worked well together. And I don't know the PFF grades and all of that. I don't know how much merit you put into that, but I felt like they were in good spots uh, the entire game and they did their jobs. And that was encouraging to see for a, a unit that we've really been talking about mostly negatively throughout the season. So it was good to see Davis uh, specifically, but him and Holcomb kind of get after it and, and make a couple of nice plays for the linebackers. I like that one. I like that one because it mine entails that. Just going back to what, what I said, that everybody looked to be playing together. And this is the seventh week, you know, so these guys have been playing together. They, they can kind of sit down and have some self-scouting and, and it's shown that they've been actually, you know, getting on this in the film and making sure everybody is on the same page. I, I see this as being a major pivot point for this team. Uh, right now, they have the, the the jet fuel to go on a nice high trajectory and, and right. finish out this next four games on a high note. And I think they really have an opportunity to, to do something special. And you worry about, you know, what you're going to do at the quarterback position four weeks from now. But right now, they're going to go and focus on Indianapolis. Another winnable game after after getting through with the you know this is right in the middle of that crazy October so I think they're sitting in a pretty good position yeah me too I'm excited about it well we'll, we will break it down later on this week we'll talk more about the Colts and their kind of wild card at quarterback as well just like we all thought it'd be uh, Sam Ellinger and Taylor Heineke when we circled Washington versus Indy this this year when we saw the schedule come out so that'll be fun to talk about Uh, but hey uh, coming off a victory, you got to feel good two in a row, a good chance to make it three in a row. So we'll update you with injury news and roster news and all that as uh, we, we have another show later on this week. Um, and we're, we're excited to get after another another chance, like Anthony said, for a winnable game. Yes, indeed. And thanks to the folks over there on Bet Online. You know, make yeah. sure you all go over there to betonline.ag. Use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. The welcome bonus is 50%. Uh, so we still get you something. You still get yeah. a little something. Uh, the 100% was just a promo for a certain time period. But, hey, it's all good. Still free still money. In there. Yeah. And you can still participate. Tune in later on this week. You'll get the AAA parlay. You can play it on there. And, and catch us on TuneIn Radio as well. Speaking of TuneIn, uh, I was going to say, it was nice. Yeah, throw those guys in there. I love it. I love being able to tell. Like, get me on TuneIn Radio. Yeah, absolutely. Just nice and just slide on over there. Yeah, I love it. And this will be posted on YouTube so you can watch it as well if you want to see our our pretty faces but we appreciate you checking out the show and like we said we'll be back with our um preview of indianapolis and the commanders and then our picks as well but until then be good and uh, we appreciate you tuning in see you on the next one thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.